Sir Alpert and the T1 of Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on hello, my hi there. My guest on the uh, this edition of Fangraphs Audio is a contributor to Notgraphs, uh, also occasionally to the Platoon Advantage, and is now uh, the uh, I guess the proprietor of a podcast, uh, a podcast with I guess slightly higher production value uh, than this one called Stealing Home. His name is David Temple. And in what follows, David Temple and I talk to each other, right at each other, is how we do it. Technique I like to call the old-fashioned way, is how I call it. That's what I generally call it. Uh, I will say to those listeners who've come to this podcast, uh, this is very similar to the Dane Perry disclaimer, those who've come to this podcast looking for the sort of crack analysis that one might find in the electronic pages of Fangraphs, you will not find it here. We certainly do invoke the sport of baseball in what follows. However, that is not the bulk of conversation. In fact, the bulk of conversation concerns uh, largely David Temple's gratitude. Uh, gratitude uh, at having met me, uh, having gotten to know me, uh, this sort of thing. Uh, right. So uh, so what, what follows, like I say, it is uh, David Temple, who is the host of the Stealing Home podcast and also contributor to Notgraphs. Uh, this is Fangraphs Audio. And it all, the whole thing, uh, the whole thing begins right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's like a okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a good job. I didn't get. I just started recording right after you said it. You um, just in case. Um, maybe will you tell will you tell uh, the listening audience, uh, Temple, what I what it is, how I addressed you in in my uh, Skype invite to add you as a contact. You added me as a contact. You requested yeah. an addition for a contact, and you said, "Hey, Buttface Jones." <laughs> I would like to add you as a contact in Skype. Like you changed the Buttface Jones part, but then you didn't even change yeah, it. Like the rest of it was just stock. It was stock, yeah. But I made sure to change it to Buttface Jones. <laughs> it is just an hilarious name. Okay, can't, can't get I, past I, it. All right, can't get past it. It's is this fact. something that you were called growing up, or is it just something you just organically thought of? Oh, right I'm now? a bully. I mean, that's all it is. Straight up, you're, bully. Cy- you're cyber bullying me. <laughs> yeah, I am. You're the quality right now. David Temple, the quality of your yep. voice, you have good equipment, I can tell. I mean, you got a good, you're starting with a good voice, starting with a good American male voice, and then mm-hmm. you have good equipment. So it's all very nice right now. Yeah, I'm happy uh, with it. It is actually quite old equipment, but it is st- uh, still working through a series of, mm-hmm. of hacked drivers, hacked Windows drivers, uh, most nefarious. But uh, yeah, I'm glad it's working. If uh, you know how to hack a Windows driver, my guess is you're going to be okay so far as I know how to find people who do that. Okay. Basically, right. it's, mo- it's mostly googling. Because I don't know, I don't know what you mean, but by, by I, I know that I've I've been asked to download a driver before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a mini driver before. Have you ever seen that? A mini driver? Yeah, yeah, like no. in uh, uh, American film Goodwill Hunting, mini driver. Oh, oh, I see the actress mini. Uh, yeah, as a joke. I really, I really stepped on that one, didn't I? Yep. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, I was. Uh, I'm a little off right now. I watched, uh, you know, the program, the NPR program, uh, uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. You watch Fresh Air. You can't. You actually can't watch it. Well, it's a program. I listened to it. Sorry, I was listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're also experiencing synesthesia at the same time. It sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I just, you know, drop acid and then let close my eyes and and then I can see sounds. Yeah. Pretty much how it works. I get it. But they had Jimmy Kimmel on, who I like. So I was listening to it. Oh, really? And then. 
Yeah, and he was talking about his Uncle Frank, and then they played a little clip of his tribute to Uncle Frank. So then, of course, I YouTubed it and just started welling up on control. Like, I was just oh. – it, it was short of blubbering. It was short of blubbering. Yeah. But I was, it was getting emotional, man. And so now I'm a little – got to clear my headspace. So I made some tea. I'm feeling good. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, uh, in terms of tea, what are you uh, what are you working on? I'm not a tea drinker myself, but my uh, my wife is. Uh, and so uh, I know I, – I, I'm in the proximity of tea quite often is what I mean to say. You're tea adjacent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it is uh, – it's something from a local tea shop. It's uh, uh, called Tea Source. Okay. I think that's local. Yeah, I want to sure. say that's local here. Yeah. Um, my neighbor, across-the-street neighbor, actually works there. It's called Tea Source Spice. It kind of – do you ever have uh, – Hot tamales, like the candy. Yes, of course. From the Mike and Ike family. That's it's basically liquefied hot tamales. Mike and Ike family of uh, of of uh, plastic candies. Yeah, plastic. Yeah, of yeah. plastic rubbery candies. Well, that's yeah, interesting like a... that you mentioned it. Recently, uh, my wife, <laughs> my better half, if you will. <laughs> my wife. Get out of here. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, she uh, she's uh, she's been drinking it like a nice. A, 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 a winter beverage. It's it is a it is ginger with cayenne and then a oh, little okay. turmeric. But she prepares it uh, very easy to prepare. It seems like I mean not for someone like me, but for someone like her who's able bodied. Right. Uh, and okay. uh, yeah, she will prepare. Yeah, ginger, uh, ginger with cayenne and then a little turmeric. I think she does not care for the turmeric as much, so it's been okay. less of that. Um, but what you're explaining, what you're saying, uh, sounds maybe. Not like a like a huge departure, and then it, uh, there's a it comes there's a sensation to it. There is, yeah. I like drinking it in the winter. Uh, there's another one I drink that's good for summertime, making uh, iced tea. Uh, that's more, I don't know, fruity. I guess it's more fruity. Yeah, more this one tastes fruit. pretty much like drinking hot tamales, and it's and I fill it with Splenda, and it's great. I love oh, it. oh my! Why do you uh, do you have like a sugar, uh, or are you just uh, just a trashy white person? I'm just a trashy white person okay, who loves yeah. Splenda. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, was... we buy it in we buy it in in super bulk from uh, Costco. Uh, okay. Yeah. You, okay. My you wife, are. My you are then. All right. I, I, no. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My wife loves uh, Splenda, and uh, it's great. It dissolves super easily in tea. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, and so you so you married trashy. So you, you're trashy. You married trashy. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think her level of trashiness trashiness really brought me down a little bit. I mean, oh, I was yeah. hovering there, but yeah. now we've kind of met in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Trashy osmosis kind of just evened it out. Trashy osmosis. Yeah, that's very good. That's a, that's a phrase you can use. Well, we sleep very close together, so it's – Well, a... that is how married people do it, I hear. Nowadays. <laughs> Frequently. Now, listen, um, I only had – I only brought three prompts to our conversation, uh, okay. and you've already uh, – something you said has – Prompted me to use a prompt. I haven't expo- I haven't revealed it yet, but I'm going to literally this is second. The Buttface Jones thing is that? No, is that, that was it? not. That was totally spontaneous. Oh, that okay. is That's my improvisational skills. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, no, here is one of the things. Um, this is actually. It's not really so much as a question as a request, and it's a friend. Okay. It's a cousin of a question, and my All request right. is, could you please? Of course, um, you uh, have recently released a podcast uh, called yes. Steal. I believe Steal of Home or Stealing Home. Stealing Home. Stealing yes. Home, a podcast. And my request for you is could you please lower the production value of your podcast? Could you please lower it? Is it too it? high? It's a, little <laughs> bit, uh, it's a little bit too high, and I think when people listen to it, for example, if they've also listened to this show, they're naturally right. compelled to reflect on the relatively poor production value of this program. And, of course, you, know, you write at uh, – 
fan graphs or not graphs at least. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm sure that there's some overlap in the listenership. And uh, right. the people who listen to both are forced to acknowledge, they're forced, they're compelled to recognize that the production value of your uh, your brand new podcast is uh, considerably higher than the one uh, that we have here. Well, that was, I mean, to be honest, that was kind of the point was not to, it was just to be different. Like I, I grew up, not grew up, but like um, in my early 20s, let's say, um, and and up to this day, I was really kind of obsessed with those high produced sort of public radio style shows. And I wanted to do something audio based about baseball. Is this, is uh, this baseball. your elevator? Are you giving me an elevator pitch right now? No, no, no. I know. I've sold you. Oh, I'm yeah. Just trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to explain to you why I'm not going to do what you asked. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so yeah, but, uh, the, I don't know, a, a lot of, I listen to a, a lot of baseball podcasts, this one included, and it's, uh, there tends to be a, a running theme, the same kind of theme uh, in comedy podcasts, uh, that my, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Never Not Funny, uh, the host Jimmy Pardo, Makes a lot of jokes about how most comedy podcasts are just uh, two white guys talking. Yes. And, right. And, uh, you know, no disrespect intended, but that's kind of transferred over to the baseball To white uh, people, podcast. you mean? Yeah. No yeah. disrespect well, to white people. No. And as I'm saying this now, I realize that my first episode featured nothing but white men. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that, I really, really stepped in it there again. Yeah, you but, did. no, I wanted to do something... I'm a big fan of of Radio Lab and of uh, This American Life and and Bullseye with Jesse Thorne and I wanted to yeah. basically rip them off uh, and then apply it to baseball. Yeah, smart, smart. Thanks. Whereas if I'm uh, ripping off someone, it's probably someone more like Pete Holmes. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. you always make it weird. That's one thing. Try to. So. <laughs> try to. I mean, Keeping it weird with Carson Sestouli. Or don't or don't oh. try to. Um, you, but you seem to be pretty well versed in uh, in comedy podcasts. Yes, I listen to a lot. I, I'm not uh, Aaron Gleeman level yeah. uh, connoisseur, mostly yeah. because I, I work in an office during the day. I don't, I can't sit it on my couch and listen to pod. I, if I could, I would. That you sounds could. terrific. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't, so I have to talk to, on the phone and stuff. So I don't have uh, just not enough hours in the day, man. Not well, enough let me tell you, day. Temple. With with great power comes great responsibility. That's I mean, that's true. not necessarily relevant to this conversation, but I recently heard that quote, and I think you should know that. Right, that's from Gone with the Wind, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. It is from the middle part. <laughs> from the middle part. <laughs> Everybody's favorite part. Yeah, it is good. I mean, it's it's uh, it's like right before the end. Yeah. Oh, you're talking. No, you're talking part right after the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to nail. So you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not going to lower. You're, what you're saying is you're not going to lower the production value. Of no. Your podcast. I was uh, I did an internship at Minnesota Public Radio and they really uh, hammered in production value into my brain. So now I obsess over it to the point where all my voiceover parts I've probably re-recorded at least a dozen times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had uh, in fact you well um, I mean this is hey let's give the people a little behind the scenes action here. This oh, is, a little inside baseball, a little inside podcast. Yeah, a little inside podcast action. This is kind of like the uh, the special features on the DVD. Of this podcast, we're doing right. them simultaneously, the, um, <laughs> uh, or of of your podcast, I should say, because um, you had um, originally said, "Hey, um, Carson, you're great." This is an email you you had written. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. I think, but it's like I'm telling Slightly. the truth. I'm telling the truth, though. You know what I mean? Like I don't right. remember the exact words. I'm telling the well, truth. You're, you're an accredited 
accredited journalist. I am, yeah. I'm so you can't lie. Official journalist, yeah. You mm-hmm. had said, Carson, your, you just said, you said, wow, your work. I think you wrote something like that. Wow. The yep. pleasure you provide so many people. Mm-hmm. In that vein, it was a pretty long email, and I had to skim a bunch of it just because, you know, you can only send so many compliments. And then, Yeah, that's true. You get embarrassed. Yeah, and then you were like, uh, would you be interested in contributing to this um, project? And I said, sure. And then you were like – then like a month later, you were like, you have to do something now. And then I was like, fine, you know, because it was like <laughs> – because it was like – like you were like – originally, you were like in the distant future, would you like to contribute? And then you emailed yeah. me like, I need something tomorrow. You got real – all right. of a sudden, you got real demanding. Yes. Yeah. I and believe so, I showed up at your home after yeah, requesting well, this. Yeah, I took yes. a bus. I was not home. here, so that – yokes on your face. Yes. Um, right. So then um, – but I handed it in. You were like, actually, um, I'm going to do a little bit more editing. Sorry I requested it so soon. Well, okay. Did I characterize it up, entirely? Up to this point, it was pretty much accurate. Yeah. Uh, I said I would like it by Sunday – night because i would like to release it monday morning you said and that. then yeah. yes and then uh i listened to the whole thing uh like twice which literally takes two hours to do and then i was like i don't like my voice i think i sound too thick yeah too thick too thick my voice and so uh i released it monday night instead so it was really like like 12 hours not even oh. 12 hours later. yeah okay yeah that's but you more... produced you produced yeah barely you put that you sent that thing in when I requested it originally, I did. I actually it was did, really yeah. great. I liked it a lot. I think it, well, it worked out all right. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was. I will say this: it was, a, if nothing else, it was a fun exercise for me. Fun. Yeah. It was just fun fun. Right, and it was a nice departure from kind of the question answer question answer stuff in the beginning, and then it was, a, yeah, it's a nice, uh, yeah. Uh, I always like shows when they break it up with an essay or just a solo person talking. I you think have to. Nice, you uh, have to sometimes. Although, question, have you ever mm-hmm. listened to an NPR book review um, and then not been compelled or not uh, to castrate yourself or stab yourself immediately <laughs> after? They're, no, uniformly uh, pretty, they're uniformly pretty miserable. Are they? I, I, I've never... I actually don't listen to that much stuff from NPR. There's... Just a... This is... Mostly uh, public radio stuff in general, but yeah. uh, NPR as a content producer doesn't really do it for me a whole okay, lot. Yeah. I do like Fresh Air, but that's that's about it. Yeah, right. Well, Fresh Air. More of also, a, I mean, Radio Radio Labs also an NPR, I believe. No, that is uh, that is from PRI, Public Radio International. Oh, but I think that are, do they provide content to NPR? All right, you asked for it. Uh, oh, radio oh, stations, actually, you would know. Crap. Yeah, all right. Go yeah, ahead. Public radio stations all over the uh, country. Uh, buy content from different content producers. Yeah. Uh, NPR is one of them. American Public Media is another, yeah. who I work for, American Public Media, and then American. PRI. Uh, American so, Public Media, yeah. Yeah, so NPR makes the news programs, the, uh, dun, 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 the uh, what's that, uh, All Things Considered, they make that, and almost every station you listen to plays that, but they're actually buying that content. So NPR actually makes very little content. Oh. They make that, uh, they make uh, the car show, with those two cackling idiots. Well, <laughs> well, oh, whoa, 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 easy, easy. Oh, that's from your part of the country. They're not idiots. They're actually very smart men. I know nothing about cars, but uh, 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 their yeah. shtick gets a little old. They're very cackly. You have to give me that. Will yes, they are. But cackly? I see. For me, it's like hey, spending time with like a weird uncle. I mean, that's basically. I mean, all you do. What you do on your own time is your own business. But I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> <listen to that. laughs> 
Not, not my cup of tea. Yeah. Pun intended. No, but you, oh, pun intended. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, so so we've just learned something about um, radio and uh, distribution. Yes, I feel I was most most informative and fascinating. Uh, I, well, it's actually I did not realize it. Where is how do how do I get to hear Kai Rizdal? Kai Rizdal works for American Public Media uh, Marketplace, which is they have two offices, money. one in St. Paul and one in uh, Los Angeles area. Okay, okay. I mean, what so, what uh, well-run business doesn't have uh, <laughs> doesn't have a St. Paul location, right? Hey, it, well, PRI and uh, American Public Media are both both based in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, right? oh, okay. St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that started. They, they that's also where the MPR studios are, uh, which is the Whatever. This is this is this is so public radio really uh, strong representation in um, in your frozen giant state. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the only in the only uh, the, the little the little candle glow of light in this giant frozen state, which is the Twin Cities. Yeah. Right. It's all I think like something like 80 percent of the state's population lives in the metro area or something like that. Including you. And I believe you're a home. Uh, you're a homeowner. I am a homeowner. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Well, co-owner, I guess, with you know, with my wife. That's like, true. We're both thing. In some countries, uh, she would not be able to claim ownership, but uh, I guess oh, in this one, if only. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, um, I don't want to burn through these, uh, but I'm sure we'll come we'll come across something else. But here's yeah. a. I might even return to podcast. I'm crazy, but we were talking about Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. which is where you live. Correct. And I want to do a little. Um, this is, this is prompt number two. I want to do a little um, prompt me experiment here. Okay. <clears throat> the date, David Temple. The date, yeah. Not today's date. This is part of the experiment. I would take you back yeah. somewhere. Okay. All right. It's Thursday, June twenty eighth, two thousand twelve. Okay. The place is the Marriott City Center Hotel in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think I know where you're going, but continue. Hosting. That hotel is hosting the Sabre Conference, Society for American Baseball Research. You meet mm-hmm. Carson Sestouli for yes. the first time. Yes. Take us back to that day. <laughs> I uh, I didn't even know you were coming because I was talking pretty much when I got there. It was my first convention ever. I've been a member only for about four years because I've, um, I don't know, been a ne'er-do-well, I guess, in that sense. But uh, – I was there, and I uh, Aaron Gleeman was the only person I knew there, and I knew him barely uh, from very few interactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then I met uh, Mike Bates uh, and some other people, local people. Oh no, I met Bill, I think, because you arrived with Mike, I believe. You were ride sharing or something like that. Is that correct? My that is face? false. That is false. Okay. Although we did, so maybe Mike was there. I think he had maybe showed up earlier. Yeah, he had come up with okay. uh, uh, Jackie Peanuts, also known as Jackie Moore, Jack Moore. Yes. Oh, okay, that's who. Yeah. So the, everybody was talking, and someone mentioned uh, Carson's coming, and I said, "Oh, that you know, Carson, that must be Carson Sestouli." And they said, "Yes." And I'm like, "Oh, I, I really enjoy his yeah uh, his you program. Must have, you must I would like to excited. meet him." You must be very excited. Yeah, excited. Okay, we'll go with excited. I yeah, mean, I was. Looking well, forward oh, like, to it, certainly. I mean, like a little bit nervous. That sort of like that sort of thrill that comes along with meeting one of your idols, something like that. Well, look, Carson. When you look up to a person, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Mr. Sestouli. When yeah. you look up to a person, if you will, uh, no, I mean, I guess so. To be honest, I, I don't. 
you were when I met you, you were at least in the top thirty most famous people I've ever met. So yeah. I mean, that's something. And that's definitely something. at a Sabre convention. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although, and you introduced me to Rob Nyer, who quickly yeah. usurped you as uh, a <laughs> most famous person. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> almost preemptively. Like, it almost <laughs> happened before I met him, but it yeah. was, like, right at that moment. Yeah, right. Well, I think I was maybe with 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 Rob when we met. Uh, and you know what? The thing about Rob is he rubs it in your face constantly. About how famous he is? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, makes he just, you – for the first time, first time you meet him, he makes you address him as Internet sensation Rob Nyer. Yeah, and he says, uh, he says, he, I don't, I think he said this to you. He said, "What's your name? I'm Rob f-ing Nyer." <laughs> remember when he said that? You marked the time, nineteen twenty-four. Yeah, approximately. Yeah, yeah. Remember when he said that? I do. Yeah. I do. That's what, and he really got in your face about it. Yeah, he and does. Right. His breath was pr- pleasant. Like I was surprised by how pleasant his breath was. Yeah, and he's know, like, that's... he's like, you've probably been, you're probably familiar with me because you've been reading me on the f-ing internet since mm-hmm. you were a child. He probably yes, said he was something also, like that. He was also talking on six cell phones at the same time. He was, was amazing. Yeah. yeah, he was getting scoops, scooping mm-hmm. people. One of them he had stolen from Ken Rosenthal's pocket. Which I think is strange, <laughs> awkward for everyone. We actually had Ken Rosenthal in his pocket. He did. He phone. did a little, little Ken Rosenthal. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Uh, I, I assume that Ken Rosenthal is uh, is maybe like part of like a Russian doll situation, and that there's probably yeah, like like a like a like a like a normal adult size Ken Rosenthal somewhere, but somehow this one got out. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Maybe that's what he sleeps in. I also <laughs> think. Look, I think if you saw Ken Rosenthal on the street, you'd yeah. say, "Hey, normal-looking person." Yeah. Maybe slightly short. Normal looking guy. Uh, oh, you think but he he's gets... standing next to hulking baseball players all day? You yeah. know, yeah, I think he always looks small. Or is yeah. he just small? Might give him benefit of the doubt. Uh, well, you might be giving him a Benny, a Benny of the D, a B of the D. Because you're but... tall. You're, you're about as tall as I am, right? I think we are both above average height. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not as tall as I'd like to be. But... Well, I think we all wish we were a little bit taller. Yeah. Slash yeah. Well, I mean, not. I don't know if we wish it as hard as Skilo did in the year Nobody 19... can. 1994. Three year, you know, but uh, <laughs> I think that it, that at least oh my god, that's twenty years old. That song is at least twenty years old. I also realized today, um, I was on. Are you familiar with uh, Spotify, which is a computer application? Yes, I yeah. am a user of said application. You're a user of said application. Sometimes you can see on the right hand side there, um, songs that uh, some of your Facebook uh, acquaintances are listening to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're familiar with that? Yes. Okay. I did notice today that um, um, Becky Onion, Rebecca Onion, who actually now is the editor of Slate Vault. Are you familiar with this? This is a new thing called Slate Vault. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm familiar with like this. It's like a part of Slate.com that uh, is a, um, um, centers on history and American studies. It's interesting. Okay. interesting. She, uh, she interesting. sharply. I noticed that she was listening to Silence Kit. The song Silence Kit from Pavement's album uh, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, which I think maybe came out in mm-hmm. 1992 or 93, which also yeah. makes that album 20 years old. I don't know if you know that. Yes. Also 20 years old this year was uh, uh, Wu-Tang Clan's uh, Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, oh, which yes. was – which I didn't discover when it came out. Yeah. I discovered it maybe a few years later. My parents weren't too keen on letting uh, someone of my age listen to Wu-Tang. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy because I read – somebody had, on Twitter had linked to a thing about albums that were all 20 years old and i and it was yeah that was yeah, crooked does. rain crooked rain was on one of them it does make i'm not even old but it makes you feel makes you yeah. feel old yeah well it what it does is it signals to you 
uh, that uh, you are on a slow march uh, towards mm-hmm. uh, towards darkness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Eternal darkness, you could say. Really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mourned by few, remembered by none. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And even 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 uh, the people who mourn you, they will all die pretty quickly too. Right. And right. it will be so. At least for me, and probably you, it would be very few people. Yeah. Like it's not will be, be there. Mourning. Yeah. Like I was talking today, uh, the guy. Um, I live very close here um, in Madison. I live very close to a coffee shop. So I go um, a block away here called Johnson Public House. Very nice place okay. to get coffee. And the owner was in there. He's young. I think he's actually a year younger than me. And um, he has a number of friends. He's from the Chicago area originally. He has a number of friends with whom he continues to this day um, from that area. Uh, they continue. They have like an email chain, right? Okay. Friends from high school or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he said just today he had gotten like 80 emails from them. Today. These are people he knows. Why is this? You know, something came up. They were chatting back and forth. But he said, this is not an uncommon occurrence. And I said, I said, I, you know, I don't know if in my life I've gotten 80 emails from a friend, let alone in a day. No, you know, no I, I have two points. One, yeah. um, they should set up a free Internet uh, message board because I feel like that would make everything a whole lot easier. Yeah. Uh, just for them. As someone who likes to keep a clean inbox, if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy, do I know. Yes, and secondly, yes, 80 people. Squeaky. So the got... inbox is squeaky clean. Yeah, it's it's pretty pristine. Yeah. I don't I don't mess around when it comes to email. Yeah. Um, and I'm so yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, <laughs> the the 80 emails seems like. I, look, I don't have friends. I don't have that many friends. I have like two I friends that I keep in constant contact with. I have older friends from college that I'll see like twice a year, maybe. Yeah. But the only time we email each other is like, hey, when are we going to do that thing twice a year? Like that that, that time is coming do, up. Do they we still live in your town? Thing. Where was your college? I went to the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Oh, okay, right, yeah. The, I knew it uh, wasn't, I knew it wasn't Western important. Wisconsin. I remember it not being that important. Oh, no, it is a uh, – yeah, <laughs> it is – no, it is – no, it was great. Uh, prestigious, no. I did get a secondary uh, – a degree from the University of Minnesota. Uh, that's where I got my journalism degree. Oh, yeah, that's it's just right. slightly more prestigious. It's no yeah. uh, Amherst or anything, but uh, but yeah. they all moved away. One of them moved back here. Uh, well, listen, so we are on a. I'm sorry, I want to interrupt, but I think that we can all agree that Amherst isn't even Amherst anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean after so and so and what's his face, you know, retired. Yeah. And... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I interrupted yeah, so, you. No, but that was pretty, all... pretty funny. <laughs> Do you want to do it again, just like for a clean take, or do you want to? No, it feels good. It feels good. Okay, yeah. it felt it felt organic. To me. I, well, yeah. no, I'll tell you, I don't want to do it over because I don't, I wouldn't know how to go go back and edit it because this, <laughs> this show is not about production value. Okay, no, it's about it is about shirtless men revealing their rawest emotions. So, oh, so far, hang as... on a second, I have to take my shirt off. Can, we, can you pause this? I'm just kidding. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it. Uh, yeah, so I don't remember what we were talking about. You, uh, yeah, you had friends. You have two friends. I have two friends. Yeah, uh, that live in my area. So um, and so we see each other on a regular basis. One and one, I'm on a curling team, weekly curling team with, and then the other, oh, yeah. I see a lot. Uh, anyway, so I have no need to email these people. Curling is the thing um, I would like to ask you about. I don't want to know Go for it. a lot about it. So maybe keep That's your okay. keep your answer brief, and as mm-hmm. you know, as uh, finely crafted as possible. Oh, okay. um, so that it doesn't bore me or the listener at any point. But if you could, um, um, 
you, you, currently you do you do this what once a week? Yes, my league meets once a week. Mm-hmm. And and this is um you get together and you are like Canadians together. Uh well yeah, I mean the curling part is pretty much the only Canadian. There's also beer drinking. I guess that I don't know if that's purely Canadian. Do you do, that's do, you do the beer drinking while? Can you do it while you're curling? Yes, it oh. is uh, accepted and most places encouraged. Oh okay. Oh, oh well that okay. Well this sounds this sounds good so far. Um, yeah, it's like a moderate amount of exercise uh, in the freezing cold that you get to. It's like it's it's like slightly more work than ice fishing. I don't know if you've been ice fishing. It's like ice fishing with sweeping. I guess I mean it is a sport, but I'm just saying like it's more. I've seen it's much ice. More, I've seen ice fishing. Okay, so from you're from afar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's more of a social. It's it's kind of like golf in that way. Yes. Uh, like most 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 people play golf for a social uh, aspect, and that's that's mainly what curling is. It is technically competitive. Like we te- we keep score. Yes. And there is a winner at the end of the season. But you are not crushed if you are not the winner. Uh, not. No, not crushed. Disappointed, maybe. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. you play a team and they're just obviously way better than you, and then you don't feel as bad. But when it's like maybe close, and then you screw something up, it's also like golf in that where you can have a, uh, multiple good shots in a row, and then you make one that really just horks you for a while. It, what does it do? You, and then you lose. It horks you. Okay. Uh, this is a verb. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. Yes. It is a <laughs> verb. You can hork things. You can be horked. You can be uh, horked to be horked. Yeah, that's the passive form <laughs> of, the, of that verb, I guess. I never heard of Hork, is this a regional? Someone's got a master's degree. Um, yeah, dialect? it's a, I guess. Uh, yeah, that, that was another, uh, horked, what was the other one? Uh, uh, have you ever, have you ever come across the term janky? Something is janky? Yeah, I've seen that before. That is something, uh, no, this is, I'm certainly not saying I invented this term, because I did not. You didn't. I learned it from my friend. Uh, mayor Ryan West, who's not actually mayor, but that's what we call him. Mm-hmm. And he told, we, this was 2003. He I had think. a foreign picture for the Marlins, I think, Ryan West. Yo, maybe. Yes. I, I think, okay. Wow. I got to ask him about that. I feel like maybe I could have him on my show. Yeah. As a professional baseball player. But yeah. no, it was, he said he saw it written on the side of a bus in Milwaukee. This was like 2003. And I've been using that term ever since. And now I see it show up all over the place. And again, I'm not saying I invented it. But it's just like it was like kind of our thing. It was a small group of people, and now it's all over the place. I want to, I want to, I want to put this to you. I want to put this to you. Mm-hmm. I want to put, I'm going to oh. give you a name. I'm going to give you two names. One's a first name, and one's a last name. Okay. Uh, um, Which one's going to be first? The first name. Or the last first name. name. Yeah. Okay. No, let's do. No, we'll do the first name. We'll do the okay. first name first because the last name will. I'm going to. I'm going to. This is an. This is an unplanned prompt. This is a totally improvised. I've. I'm skilled cool. in this. So get ready. <clears throat> okay. First name Tommy, last name Jonagan. Yes. Tommy Jonagan. Yes. How do you feel about him? Uh, I feel he should be more famous than he is. Okay. I was thinking you would say that. I was thinking because I noticed, uh, and I, you may or may not do it purposely, um, but I think that you borrow or you you share some speech patterns with him. Oh, okay. Or maybe, um, or maybe uh, it's, it actually might be more of a dialect thing because he has a faint. Although he's from like from a weird southern place, but I think he's also sort well, of from sir, Chicago. He's from Illinois. He's yeah. from Illinois. So, yeah. Right. He's from multiple places, I think, because he his parents were divorced, and so he spent time in one place, time in another. Yeah, he was like born in two places, and then they had to meet in the middle and sew them up together. He was. Yeah, it's the opposite of being a uh, conjoined twin. Right. Actually. It was really weird. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's a. It's, um, I don't even. I don't even know. Science doesn't even have a word for it. They're still working on it. They it's have to, Super weird. 
Yeah. That's all. That's all they can use. Yeah, that's super weird. Super weird fetus. <laughs> you have a <laughs> ma'am. Um, and ma'am, as your doctor, I'm forced to inform you you have a super weird baby inside you. It is exactly <laughs> half of a baby. Yeah. And we're another, gonna have to find that other half. We have, we've we've got to find it. it. They're on Craigslist. Yeah. Oh man, it was a whole thing. Actually, you could say it's uh, it's Aristophanic, maybe because uh, you know uh, Aristophanes, famous Greek. Uh, Comic playwright oh, from, boy. I don't know, whatever, whenever the Greek comic playwrights were from. Um, olden times. Olden, olden times. Yeah, olden days. He, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, he d- talks about how it, love actually is like a, a soul. Love is the process by which two souls that have been split apart uh, find each other again and become whole once again. One, one yeah. soul that's been split apart uh, finds into two, put into two bodies. Um, yep. Mostly equal in size, although probably the male will be larger, slightly bigger soul. I mean that the marginal difference. It stands to it stands to reason, though, right? That a that a larger person because will we have a larger have, soul. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, the soul cavity would obviously be better. Yeah, the soul. Right. Yes, precisely. And mm-hmm. uh, but then, and then they come together and they meet. They meet again. Okay. They meet. They is meet. This, and this is what love you, is. This is what love is. Is that is this something you find to be true? Uh, I think it's kind of cr- I don't, I don't, no, no, really no, no, no. Me. I think that okay. uh, I mean my my beautiful my wife is excellent. I see her; she's in the next room. Um, right. But uh, I mean, there are probably I I think I'm the sort of guy that could have made a lot of women happy. Could have. You know what you know what I mean? Hasn't, yeah. but could have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crackers be cracking. That's what I always say. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always described. I've been married. Jeez. Seven years now. I, I always say seven married. times. Seven times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on my seventh wife, my seventh house. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I just find. I, I, I hope I never like meet you going to going to Saint Ives because then it would be really confusing. Oh, with my cats and my yeah, yeah. sacks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, seven wives, seven. I just watched that movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, the what was I saying? Oh, marriage is basically finding someone who can tolerate you. Yep. For the at least the majority of your lifetime, most, most and vice versa. Yeah. And then. You just whatever. And you die. You die next to each other, or one of you dies oh, first. Oh no, I'm oh, gonna you, die first. I'm yeah, you sure. die first, and then, uh, you know, she probably she probably remarries for a companionship. That's that's usually how it goes, I guess. Well, yeah, somebody's gonna pay the bills too, you know, because when I die, all this sweet podcasting money I'm making <sighs> dies with me. It dies with you. Yep, I'm bearing of getting buried with it. It's in my will that I haven't written yet. <laughs> It's in my mental will, mental and will. that's what's going to happen. Harder to read, isn't it? <laughs> mental yeah. will? Yeah, the mental will. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. hard I think it just came up with a movie where, like, some guy has a mental will, and then he's, like, almost dead, so they have to kind of, like, revive his brain so they can plug in a computer and figure out who gets all his money. Yeah. And then he, and he ends up giving it to charity, and everyone's super bummed, except the charity. Right, like, yeah. Like, the nuns are really happy about it, but other than that. Wait, it was a. You're saying it was a religious. It was a religious charity. Yeah. No, it's it was uh it was a goodwill. It was just only nuns work there. It was like a weird goodwill. Yeah, it would be Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri's obviously the weirdest state I could think of. I have terrible improv skills. Yeah. Hey, you know what's a weird state? The one right in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there once, and I've declared it the weirdest state. Yeah. I. Uh, it's probably it's a little bit weird, Missouri. I don't know what the weirdest state. I do, I, I for example. Actually, not far from Missouri, Arkansas. My sister currently lives in Arkansas. She's doing work. Um, oh, my condolences. N- what? I, I said my condolences. I was making a joke. 
Well, um, yeah, she's actually there. Uh, my sister was born Catholic, like a lot of people in my family, or all of them, all of the people in my family, at least all the people that were born. Um, dirty and Catholic. Yeah, dirty, like, mostly yeah. dirty, mostly dirty, but a little bit Catholic. It's mm-hmm. a religion, <laughs> ninety ninety ten, and. Uh, <laughs> um, but she, uh, but uh, she, she became quite enamored of the Episcopal Church, of the Episcopal okay. Church, um, probably because they don't, they don't appear to, to be out, out to get women. Appears to be part of it is that they're not trying to constantly. And, and she, as she being a woman, she's is a woman, right. favor of this, right? She, yeah, yeah, she likes that better. That makes uh, sense because I think that uh, yes, she feels as though, um, for example, there's possibility uh, for upward mobility. Uh, in the uh, Episcopal Church, and she is very uh, ambitious. She will slice you to become a priest. I tell you right really? now. Really? Even yeah. in a church? She's That's cold-blooded, sure. man. Yeah, she does care. She doesn't care. Wow. She's a go-getter. No, but in any case. Uh, now, what's the thing with Episcopalian? What's their thing? Like, what? They're just they just like everybody. Is that like they're no. accepting? No, I mean Episcopal. Is there Christmas? Is, do they get Christmas? They don't know. There's no such thing. No, no, they, no. It's basically like Catholicism, except um, okay, except with the. Uh, with the, uh, did you could, the women can be priests, and there are some other differences too. I mean, it's the, okay. it's the, it's Anglican. It's the same thing, roughly, as the Anglican faith, which is the Church of England, right? Okay. Yeah, that's right up my alley. That's where I came from, England. I don't want I mean, to know. I don't want to know by your alley. You keep your alley to yourself. Well, it's an English alley. It's very small, yeah, so don't worry about it. That's true. It would be, yeah. In Sooty. Probably Sooty. In Sooty. Yeah, yeah. Real city. No, and anyway, she's doing a year of uh, of service with her husband in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, and cool. so uh, she helps. Uh, uh, she she literally helps people who uh, who need help, who need a uh, a leg up in the world, and uh, she gives yes. them a leg. She does. Um, she's she has a, a great leg. I mean, enormous leg. That she can loan to. <laughs> what people. about the other one? Is it just the one? Leg? No, just one leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't so need she two just legs. Drags up, it behind you know? her like a—that's yeah, right. Like a piece of drift, like a stump, like a big, like a big tree stump. It doesn't even bend. No, it it's doesn't. That. Doesn't. Oh, okay. She's well, that's a, cool. She's a marvel of. Uh, she's a marvel of nature, actually, <laughs> and it was frowned upon in the Catholic faith. Her, right. her anatomy. Well, look, there's only so many weird fetuses that can exist in the world. So yeah, yeah. John again takes up Illinois, so she had to be cast away. Yeah. To yeah. the depths of Arkansas. Yeah, uh, John. Yeah, I like I like that Tommy John again. I think he's very funny. I like him less now that you think I sound like him. Um, no, why? But why? That's okay. Why? Why? You... I don't know. No. Okay. So listen. I listen. 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 I'm not insulted, Carson. Listen, it's it's okay. People do this sometimes. They're like, oh, you sound like this. You look like this. You blah blah. You this. I mean, look, I... man. It's a percentages game. There's so many people in the world. You're gonna have to sound like somebody. I mean, you don't. If we look... all sounded totally different, that'd be crazy. You don't look. I mean, you don't look like him. Well, we're white males with yeah, dark but I'm, hair and as glasses. a white person, I'm pretty good telling white people apart. I tell you that right Oof. now. I'm that's a, why, yep, that's why you make the big bucks. I'm I can't an expert. Do yeah, I'm an expert. That's how you get promoted to editor at Fangraphs. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, like, you it's like an online quiz. You have to tell two white people apart. Yeah, it's well. Sometimes it's hard. Certainly, certainly in some regions, it's harder. But uh, no, I'm pretty good at it now. I've gotten pretty good. And um, but uh, no, I like that Tommy John. I mean, I, he's a person whose speech patterns I would like to emulate. Um, well, anything would be your own. Spe- I mean, yeah. I feel like I, yeah. you only got up. That's the only direction for you as far as yeah. speech goes. Do you think maybe the high production quality of your uh, podcast is meant to distract from the the fact that maybe you just don't have the the skills to hack it as like a just like a full on um, radio personality? It's like you you have to like 
you know, obscure it with uh, with tricks. With no, I think audio I know tricks. you're trying to make a joke, but I think that's exactly the, the case. Oh, like I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did a I did a radio show in college uh, that very few people listen to, so I yeah. guess that wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, do like like uh, somebody mentioned Kai Rizdal. I couldn't do what he does. I don't think I could do that. Oh yeah, Kai though just, is, just, he's working at a high level. Yeah, man. No, he's great, and I think there's only a certain group of people that can do that, and it's a small group. Like to, just to keep. Well, like I said, I recorded the same thing like 12 times. Like I don't like how that sounds. I don't like how that sounds. I yeah. think maybe that's part of it. Where of course he's he's just doing it, so maybe he just doesn't have time to think about it. Maybe that's it. Right. You don't have time to critique yourself. We're all look. We yeah. are all our harshest critics, Carson. I think we know that. As writers, we are the the writers are the hardest to please. Make a lot of assumptions right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, about you, I've, having met you, I can just assume that you are your harshest critic. Is that incorrect? No, I take that back. I've read comments about things you posted. I don't think you're actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I'm talented. Other people are not so sure. Uh, <laughs> well, you are like, certainly talented at convincing people you are talented. So it's, yeah, some people. And they have to give you props for that. Well, you can pick some of the noses some of the time. Am I right? Am I right? Nope, Wait, that's not a I think thing. Abraham Lincoln said that. Nope. Yes, he did. He said all you right. can pick some of the noses all of the time, and you can pick all the noses some of the time, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Your friend's you can pick nose. your seat, and you can pick your, the movie. Yeah. No way. Let me okay. uh, give you prompt Lost number it. three. Okay. Again, third prompt that I third prefab prompt. Uh, Go for it. Uh, because I'm a gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, I was reading uh, T.S. Eliot's Four, Four Quartets this week. Yes, I saw your post about it. Yeah, I'm, mil- I'm milking it for. Um, but uh, there was something relevant. You, of course, know. In fact, you did a post uh, with regard, having read it yet, but I, um, I assume it's good, with regard to Stan Musial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. uh, today, so he's dead now. He's a dead person. He's um, a dead person. That's what is. it's about. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, also Earl Weaver's dead. Correct. Now, I asked uh, Cameron about this. We're talking on Wednesday. Uh, I asked Cameron about it on Tuesday um, about this, but I did not bring up what I'm about to bring up with you because um, I thought it would uh, – I thought it might rattle him. You know what I mean? And I think you're, you're more maybe more prepared for this. This is not, this is not up his alley. His, you have a sooty English alley, and I think that's precisely yep. the sort that T.S. Eliot would like to um, – or makes the most sense in. Okay. Okay. We know that Earl Weaver and Stan Musial have died. We know that yes. um, um, since their respective passings, um, uh, that um, there has been considerable amount written, uh, considerable amount written about them, about their mm-hmm. contributions to the game, their significance to the game. And I think that yes. it's pretty clear that um, once a figure uh, like those sorts of figures. Uh, once they die, we become we we begin uh, we start thinking about their respective legacies, their legacy, and we say, uh, oh, this person was uh, significant in a way that maybe I hadn't really considered. Because they're dead. Yes, that is something we do. That's something we do as as Americans or as people. People, as, I think, uh, yeah, beyond Americans. Um, okay. Uh, so I came across in the um, I believe the little getting portion of Four Quartets. Uh, My LA- favorite. <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> the, um, uh, Elliot writes um, um, what the dead had no speech for when living what the dead had no speech for when living they can tell you being dead 
What the dead had no speech for when living, they can tell you being dead. And then there's a call and he says, the communication of the dead is tongued with fire beyond the language of the living. Um, so I don't know about that okay. last part. It's be, it being tongued with fire. That sounds like uh, maybe uh, like a really bad case of herpes or something. But the, the, Oh, boy. Yeah. The, yeah. On the tongue? Herpes of the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Tongue herpes. Well, you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. It's serious. It's very serious. Um, no, but this part, uh, what the dead had no speech for when living, they can tell you being dead. And uh, that seemed relevant um, to the passings, uh, the respective passings of Musial and Weaver. Question, why is it relevant? Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because when someone is living, they tell, you know, especially someone famous, uh, they tell people things and those those things they say are recorded. You know, and it's made into a story or whatever. Yeah. When you die, yeah. uh, people take liberty of extracting various things mm-hmm. uh, that you have said and uh, putting them all in a melting pot of sorts and spilling it out onto a page, making you say things that you never actually said. You know what I mean? Like it puts things – you said those sentences, but not in that context, not uh, adjacent to those other sentences. And I, I think your actions, especially – Earl Weaver's Earl Weaver was different for me because he was not only a great baseball manager but just a a person that made baseball fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, a, a, well, Dane had that post, you know, where he's not wearing a shirt and smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer, and I think that's, uh, yeah, that's that says that picture says things about him when he's dead more than. Uh, you know, now it's hey. Before it was hey, look at this great picture of Weaver. Ha ha ha. Right. Now right. that he's dead, it's like, oh man, what a great you know, what a cool guy, what a pioneer for you know these myriad of reasons. What a you know, what a throwback. What a you know, what a classic American you know guy. Right. And uh, and that's not something that you thought of two days before he died. I get, you know, yeah. When you right. saw that picture, the passing gives. Does us that occasion make any sense? It. Yeah, it does. Gives us occasion to. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it definitely gives us occasion to think about a person more certainly at a higher frequency than we would if they were living. Uh, I had, you know, I hadn't thought about Stan Musial for at least, you know, a few weeks before he passed. He just never popped in my head. Well, you could have done it. It could have been 50 years and you could have been forgiven, I think. I mean, he was 92. Yeah, exactly. And well, yeah. And so it's, you know, when when someone dies you have the opportunity to think about them and then the, i think just that frequency of you thinking about them uh, clouds your judgment of them almost oh, or clouds you know. or i mean you know uh, how about this how about that we have a we have a potential after someone passes uh to sort of to make a myth of them to to, mm-hmm. to give them mythic qualities and yes and that can that the are, are we telling a story about them yes but also we're sort of we're we're telling a story that we want to hear, and, and not, and I'm not saying this to delude our, not to delude ourselves necessarily, uh, but for, to, uh, perhaps to give us something to which we might aspire. Yeah, I, I agree, it, and it allows, yeah, and it allows you to to make into myth a person that, well, first of all, can't say anything about it because they're dead. You know, like I mean, right. not to sound like cold about it, but. I mean, you know, you can say all, all you want about uh, Earl Weaver now because he can't say anything about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, I don't think yeah. it, I don't think it's uh, no. I listen. I for me that you cannot be insensitive about this because uh, for me that you die, then 
that's it. You're dead. That's you know, you're a dead person. And uh, but it's going to happen to everyone. So it's not you know, right. it's not like a secret. And especially two guys who didn't make, let's say, as much money as people in baseball do now, but did okay for themselves and were famous and loved by millions of people and lived to be very old. Uh, can't get much better than that. So mm. we should. Sounds, sounds we should, pretty good. We should celebrate it. We should celebrate them instead of mourning their their yeah. passing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, with regard to mourning, it uh, never occurred to me to to mourn either of them. Um, no. More than most people, maybe. You know, here's can – I, can I suggest a thing, though, um, to you? Can we lighten it up? Can I suggest we lighten it up? No, no, this, this is, is not this is not dark for me. That's what I'm trying to tell you. This is all – this is yeah, part I of know. life. This is part I'm of life. about the listener, Carson. Look, you and I are both internet radio professionals, but I'm thinking about <laughs> the listener – Who's already invested their time and effort into this? But well, anyway, it's your yeah, show. You let, do what let, you want. Let me. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And yeah, I tell you what, I'm not gonna have any. I'm not gonna have any uh, um, vocal vocalist music playing in the background while this is going on either. This is hard. <laughs> this is this is just language. We're surviving off the our wits. All right. All right. Uh, let, me, let me submit this. People have said great things about Earl Weaver since his passing. People have mm-hmm. said great things about Stan Musial since his passing, since mm-hmm. your passing. Mm-hmm. Um, the great things that people are going to say about me, and they they will be great. Yeah, they're starting already. They're getting I ahead would, start. though, like to arrange for those comments to be made available before I die so I can yes. really have a sense of the impact I've made. Well, that's like everybody's fantasy of, of seeing their own funeral, right? Like everybody, I think that's maybe not a fantasy, but that's something. I mean, wouldn't you like to be present at your own funeral when everyone, yes. maybe not your funeral, yours is going to be weird. But like most people, <laughs> when they go and then their friends and family and loved ones go up and say something nice yeah. about them, uh, pay tribute to them. Yeah. Uh, that's something you like say say that to their faces when uh, when they're alive, man. You know, like Do it. have you said that? Yeah. So does, is, well, there anything, well, is there anything you want to say to me? David Temple? No. Ooh. Do you are you close? Do you have is something? Is there something medical you want to inform me about? Or <laughs> no, I just get it. I mean, why not get it in now? This is precisely what you're saying. You want you want me to give you a eulogy right now? Is that what you're asking? I'm, not, me I'm not demanding that. I'm just saying, if you have anything you need to say, listen. I should mention this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have your technical expertise, David Temple. So there will be no music bed. There's a strong chance. Are you equalizing this? That, well, that's Are what I want to tell you. Are you any sort of compressors? There's a good chance that the our levels are off. I usually will try. I usually will make my levels a little bit to a lot um, higher than than my. I almost said opponents, but I mean guests. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I figured, like, opponents if I'm going to if I'm going to air on this, I I want people to be able to hear me. Yeah, well, you're you the know. star. Yep. Yeah. Daddy gets his airtime. Yep. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, oh, on that, on that. Uh, on that note, here, let me give you a free gift. This is a free gift, like you just signed up for Sports Illustrated in the year 1997, okay? Is it a fleece? It's a fleece. It's a fleece. <laughs> Yay. Here you go. <clears throat> um, whenever you go pour yourself a drink, regardless mm-hmm. of the company, but preferably mixed and uh, larger than than smaller, um, okay. and, and preferably a, a hard beverage as opposed to um, you know a beer or a wine, harder okay. than that, uh, as you're pouring it, uh, announce uh, with some volume, Daddy needs his medicine. <laughs> yeah, it's a big hit at parties. Okay. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's something good as you're pouring. I'm imagining myself pouring scotch. That's pretty much. Yeah, do hard, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotch. Drink, so, on yeah, or sand rocks. Needs- yeah, you say Daddy, 
Yeah. If you could kind of drop your voice a little bit, oh, daddy needs his medicine. <laughs> yeah. Just sound like real downtrodden. Like yeah, this right. This is the only thing. This worth, is it. This is the only thing of value that's going to happen to you all day. Yeah, protecting this. me. This is the thin blue line, or in this case, the thin scotch-colored line. Yeah, like a brown. Between, between murder, me murdering, between me making it through the day and, and strangling strangling the people I love. This is it. <laughs> yeah. For me, it would be just crawling into a hole in the ground and just staying there. You're more until... that. You're more that. Actually, you know, you might have been then. You might have been an excellent desert father, like an Orthodox, you know, early Orthodox Christian. They, those guys would get. They would get into a hole in the desert, and uh, and just stay there for 20 years. What? You never heard about this? This sounds like something you would make up. No, I'm not making this up. This is this is a true practice of, uh, the, you know, refer to them as the Desert Fathers. Early Christians, mystical early Christians, yeah, they go out of the desert. You know, sometimes there would be communities, uh, but frequently, you know, also, they, you know, um, hermits, you know, they would go and they, okay. they would dig. Uh, this is not joking. They would dig a hole in a desert. Yep. And they would get into the hole. Okay. Uh, they would have arrangements for, you know, someone within the community to bring food out and put it uh, at the hole's edge uh, every yep. day or whatever. Uh, but they would just stay in the hole uh, for 25 years. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know they had religion behind them, but for me that just sounds like a reason to find something tall to jump off of. I guess maybe they didn't have tall things back then, so that wasn't uh, – Yeah, they didn't yeah, – I, I, I see no value in that. Even I'm, – again, I'm not a religious – very religious person, so no. I don't understand no, you, that. No, but. I think we've, we've gotten, to, gotten that far at least. Uh, yeah. No, it's a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've Google Desert Father. Google, Google, uh, what? Early Christian Desert Hole. Actually, I'm gonna do that nope, right now. Not gonna Google that. Pick <laughs> something else. Early. I'm I doing right my, now. My, my my safe search is set to off on yeah. Google, so I'm not gonna Google that phrase. Uh, early Christian uh, Desert Hole. Mm. Well, it's mostly just about golf. It turns out right now, but um. Oh, you're Googling it right now? Yeah, I did Google yeah, I it. I thought, was your safe search set to moderate? Because I feel like if it were not, then oh, it No, put... I put it on, I put mine on sexy. You don't do that? There's a sexy set? Oh, man. Yeah. You got, you got the new Google. I have I to got, Yeah, brand new Google. I know some uh, people. I know some people. Yeah. You know some people at Google? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Anyway, um. New message regarding sexy Google. Dear Carson. <laughs> hey, buddy. I actually do. Yeah, I do have a, I do have an alert, a Google alert. For my name, but only sexy Google. Uh, only sexy. No, wait a minute. Does that mean sex? Okay, so only sexy Google pulls up your name. You don't. You don't have a Google alert for a sexy Carson Sestouli. No. Because that would break your computer, probably, right? Well, it would be like suck every... up all your bandwidth, man. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen, David Temple. Yes. <clears throat> I have to tell you. Or first of all, here's um, some bad news for you: is that I will not be coming to Minneapolis this weekend. No, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, that's bad news for that's you. That's a shame. There's like free drinks that are going to happen after. I know it sounds great. It really does sound great. Um, in my role as uh, now, um, so you know, you understand. I was recently admitted, uh, perhaps mistakenly, uh, to the BBWAA. Um, yes, I, I feel like I wrote the authoritative. Oh, you uh, did, news, right. News article about that. Yeah, yeah, actually, with regard to your piece, which I think it was called, like, What the Hell is the Deal or something like that? It was it was uh, BBWA admits Carson Sestouli, comma, yeah. loses all credibility. Loses all credibility. They, uh, um, I had some friends email me with regard to that piece and said, um, <laughs> like, who's this Who's this jagoff who's saying terrible things about you? <laughs> What's up with this guy? What's up hey, with this guy's problem? That's how my friends talk. 
Um, when uh, Aaron Gleeman did his, uh, that's three references to him now, but uh, when he did his Linkorama and mentioned that, he linked to my post about it. Yeah. So I feel like the definitive <laughs> your reputation, if not, if it hadn't preceded you, was was sullied. No, anyway. but I felt it was a, I felt um, it was just a giant compliment to me. That's why, that's why, that's how I felt. So it actually, was. apropos our, our earlier conversation, um, mm-hmm. saying saying the things about someone while they're alive, I felt actually you've fulfilled your duty in this case. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just I, read from that when you're dead. Then, if I ever have any feelings for you, positive feelings for you, um, then I'll maybe I'll write an article like that as well. I will look forward to it. Okay. The um, let's see. Uh, we were talking about the Twins Fest that you're not coming to. Yes, I'm not coming to. Um, so it has been suggested to me, both um, by certain parties within the BBWAA, and also from uh, Fangraphs editor Dave Cameron, that I mm-hmm. should involve myself um, in as many you know, as much as possible in the, uh, you know, starting off, especially within the Brewers organization, just because I'm closer there. So I'll mm-hmm. actually be tending their Brewers on Deck festivities, which is on Sunday. Very cool. Yeah, which is fine. And it'll be good and uh, maybe get to meet some players and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been to a Twins Fest in a while. Um, they still do it at the Dome. Yes. You know, because it's cold, very cold. It's very cold. Very cold yes. this week. Uh, yeah. But I haven't been. It's kind of the same thing over and over. And I used to go either by myself or with my friend Matt, uh, and uh, then I stopped going because it was just kind of very repetitive. But, but now, now that more people I, uh, yes. are coming, no, more people I know are coming, uh, so I'm going to go. And I think I'm going to bring a recorder and get some audio maybe for a, for an upcoming uh, radio program. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I don't know if that's actually going to – don't oh, that's a good that. idea. I don't know if that's going to turn out or not. But, that's a good idea. Yeah, I want to do one about like uh, what it means, uh, how people prepare for the season, I feel like that's a process that. Oh a yeah, like a have, ritual, so. like a, they go through like the rituals of pre of preseason of the preseason. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I think that's what I'm kicking around in my head. Again, don't hold me to it. Might never yeah. come to fruition, but. No, yeah, I would not expect you to follow through on that. No, I wouldn't expect you to expect me to. Yeah. How about uh, desert? Let's see, early Christian desert hermit hole. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Google's proving that you have made this up. This is something. Cave dweller. Here's one. Yeah, hermit in the desert. Yeah, there's some there's some good examples here. I'll uh, maybe we'll make it into a knock graphs post. Actually, you have pretty <laughs> you have pretty decent uh, Photoshop skills. I think is that about right? Uh, yes, I use a different. I use a free version of Photoshop. But you, yes, I you, see, you're using Photoshop as a verb. So yeah. Yeah. Um, would you be able to? Um, would you be able to for me? Uh, mm-hmm. um, so you, you know, you probably know that in, in recent weeks I've uh, made some references to 1987 tops. Yes, um, there was one mm-hmm. Rob Deere. There was one. Uh, there was another guy who likes to live on a house houseboat, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you be able to make a 1987 tops looking card with the Pope, uh, uh, with the Pope on it? Yes, you would. Yep. Wood border. Yeah, the whole thing. Okay. I mean, what I'll do is I'll just cut, take one, cut yeah. the player out, insert yeah. the Pope, and then change the name to Pope. Only if the name is just Pope. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Pope. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to send me email me a card that you would uh, particular? I guess they're all the same, so it doesn't matter. Well, I was thinking it should be either a Padres card or a or a Cardinals card, right? Very good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. They so, are the two most religious of the yeah religious sounding. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll do that, and then I'm gonna do um, I'm gonna do a post of just uh, fun facts uh, from the back from from the Pope's 1987 tops card. <laughs> okay, so I only have to do the front. That's good because the back would be harder. The back would be harder. 
The back would be harder. Yeah. Well, he would bat. I mean, he would bat a thousand. He would. I mean, he's infallible. So let's get that straight. Yeah. So would he? I guess would he just hit a like a home run every time? That seems to I mean, be the best he can do. Yeah. Right. So his slugging percentage would be like four thousand or whatever. Four thousand. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a really good player. Like, uh, I think scouts would be interested in having him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on a team. Yeah, I okay. agree. Heard about this kid named Pope. I was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay. I don't even know if that's where Tuscaloosa is. And uh, I also probably don't know how many Catholics you're going to find there. Some. Walker Percy, near there at least. He's dead. Well, so, that's that's how the so. Pope hides in Alabama. Sure. Because nobody point. knows who the Pope is in Alabama. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight, man, or something. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Actually, I don't think that made my What is this uh, thing you wrote about um, Stan Musial? What, what's that going to be about? It's about um, less about Stan Musial and more about uh, – I feel like when uh, – before my time, yeah. uh, there was – people had not only maybe a favorite team but a favorite player. Yes. Like a, and a strictly favorite player. And yeah. this had to do with also uh, the lack of free agency. Your favorite player usually stayed with your favorite team for a very long period so of time. So like, you don't like labor rights? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is that. <laughs> yep, I am uh, anti. Nope, I'm not even gonna say that because then you're gonna turn I'm it. Gonna I'm, take it gonna I'm gonna take it out. I'm gonna take it out, and I'm gonna put it on. It's gonna be the entire podcast. Is gonna be. I'm gonna introduce <laughs> you. It's gonna you say no. I don't care for player uh, for labor rights, and then. Uh, Just uh, with a trance beat. Closing. Yeah, yeah, closing. Closing music. Yeah. yeah. You do yeah. realize I have uh, great editing editing skills, and also you just said that, so. Oh, it, oh, yeah, that's true. You have better editing skills than I do. Absolutely, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the post was about how uh, people pick a – or have a guy, have a favorite player yes. uh, for a long period of time and how Sam Usual was that guy for a lot of people right. and how with his passing uh, there are less and less of those people. Um, and then I talk about how I don't have one of those people, and I think uh, fans in my generation may have that uh, at a less frequent pace. Or, you know what I mean? They – yeah, I feel like less people my age have a guy that they yeah. stick with, um, yeah. and how I'm more of a fan of different things and all sorts of different things. You know, uh, I mentioned in the post how you know my favorite player has Rollis Chapman's arm and and uh, you know Mike Trout's range and Jaron Collins Stanton's power, and I make him like a Voltron player that I like because I can look at him whenever I want. I can do that stuff. You know, I don't have, I'm not tethered to my local broadcasting channel for to watch games so. And because of all that, uh, there's less of those guys, less 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 players that people really hitch their wagons to. And uh, and Stan Musial is one of them, and he's no longer with us. They are they are they are dwindling. The population of those players are dwindling. Yeah, is and uh, very few of the eligible ones play for your Twins, I believe. Ever or just right now? Currently, yeah. There's yeah. Uh, yeah. I do mention Joe Mauer. I I still feel like Joe Mauer is the best. Pl- no, he's definitely the best player on the team. Yeah, but uh, I don't know that he's not really a sort that you would. Um... And that's what, and he's even sticking around forever. But he's just not. Yeah, there's more of a well, like you mentioned, like a mythic quality about him. Like they they're larger than life. I think well, it's also because he's on like shampoo commercials and stuff. Like he just seems like less of a figure and more of a very lucky person who gets to do a fun thing for a living. What if uh, what if Max Scherzer were on your team? Though, would you do that? That would be great. Yeah, I would really like that. Uh, the the Twins. I don't know how true this was, but they were rumored to be sort of talking about Brandon McCarthy when he was uh, a free oh, okay. agent before yeah. he signed with the Diamondbacks, I believe. Yeah. He would have been someone I I was pulling for him to be a twin. Uh, not only just be, he would have he would have instantly been my favorite twin, like right away. Yeah. Um, 
for his personality. And frankly, we have, uh, you know, theoretically, his wife would at least spend some time in our state, and that would uh, move the number of supermodels in our state to one. So to one. at any whatever time yeah. she was in there, we would officially have one supermodel yeah. present in our state. Is she, is she a true? Is she a proper supermodel? I don't, know if she, I don't know what I don't even know if there are supermodels anymore, but I, I know she was a model. She was a model, yeah. Of some, I that's the first thing I read from him. I knew of him as a player, but I didn't know of him as a personality, uh, yeah. so to speak. But he did the like a fill-in article on Sports Illustrated. <laughs> they usually do you ever? I don't remember the article. I don't even why, know why I read it because I don't read it regularly. But they uh, apparently have a, a very uh, or at the end of this thing they have like a model. Or like a picture, swimsuit picture yeah. that they of the week that they put with this very tolerant article from Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Uh, and then so he was doing this guest post and he did all these things and then he's like, "Oh, I'm cheating because I'm gonna, you know, uh, use a picture of my wife. Like I'd get in trouble if I didn't pick my wife as the one." And then you scroll down and she's like a legit swimsuit model. And you're yeah. like, "Well, screw you!" Like that. Now you're just yeah. rubbing our faces yeah, in jerk. it. Like, yeah, and he did it under the guise of, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't do this. And you know the exact reason was, haha, check this out. Yeah. I sleep next to this, you know. Yeah. This. Yeah, that's good. This. This. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It, like it would sleep next to me. It would put the lotion in the basket. Actually, you know, in the context of the way it was framed in that article, it was more of an it than a, <laughs> than a person. Oh, that's Because apparently they did a, uh, yeah, a picture, swimsuit picture of the week or something. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It is. Uh, there's maybe a, a, a slight bit objective. Objectification yeah. going on, I think. But anyway, he's a uh, or he's in Arizona now, so whatever. So now I have no favorite twins. Yeah, sorry, dude. All right, let's stop doing this. Uh, whatever. Why don't okay. you say uh, thank you to me for being asked on, and then uh, we'll get going. Carson, uh, you are a true gentleman and yeah. a a friend, and you really have an eye for talent. Yes. Uh, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank you for inviting me on your show to talk about my show, which you were also on. Yes. The name of my show, again, Stealing Home. You can Stealing search it on iTunes. Website is stealinghome.org. Stealinghome.org. That is, uh, and I will thank you, David Temple, for appearing on Fangrass Audio. That is David Temple, also writes for Knockrafts, and uh, maybe still uh, Platoon Advantage, although I don't know. More sparingly than I'd like, but technically, yes, I still have an account. All right, that is good. That's uh, David Temple. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangrass Audio. Mm-hmm.